let's get started with these mild pleasantries in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 177 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk destiny, sometimes interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. And let's get into some mild pleasantries. How's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> Sin and Des. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not funny, was it? Kind of. <laughs> it it kind of was. Oh. <laughs> Good thing I don't uh, care. Hey, let's stop the show and start over. It's too late now. Yeah. We're, We're already in it. We're already in it. Deep. Sin's in deep, and we're in the thick of it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> There's some jokes there, but um, no. Uh, okay, sit, let's start with Kingsley. Kingsley, how are you doing? I'm good. Okay, uh, Sin, how are you doing? <laughs> Magical, I guess. <laughs> At least I won't ask for myself. <laughs> hey, Sin, what are you doing in the game? Nothing yet. I'm just flying into the tower to check on my postmaster. But you didn't yes. even say right. You say, hey, Sin, live update. <laughs> that live update. <laughs> and Des, what, what can you say to yourself? Good, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to eat here too. Jeez. While I'm podcast podcasting, so professional. Yeah, your cheesesteak hero or whatever you called it. <laughs> that wasn't quite a, a euro, not a hero. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> uh we're here. We're back again. We got some people in the live chat. We are ready to rock and roll. Um I don't know. Anything interesting? You have any more uh, job things locked down or figured out yet, Sen? Mm, kind of. So I uh, gave notice the 10th is supposed to be my last day at the current job. My schedule, though, it's I've been off the last three days. I work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then I'm off all the way up to next Friday and Saturday. So I think I'm going to start Monday through Thursday at the new place. Work the last couple of days at the other place and then be done with it. So I still have my two weeks notice in work the last couple of days. They wanted me to, and I can start uh, pretty much at this point, a, almost a full month uh, for commission wise at the dealership. Excellent. Oh yeah. When might we expect to see you? <laughs> the important question is, when you when will you be able to play online? Any I will night? have to figure that out. It'll probably be just an hour or two, like late at night, like I had when I was working in the car business. So 
Yeah, that's probably about the extent of how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. So nothing really different or better? No, no, nothing different or better. Uh, it'll probably be a little bit later than I had been recently. Wait, sorry, my uh, headphones came off my head, but even later than your... your... <laughs> yeah, so if I'm working till like 9 at night, an hour drive, it'll probably be after 10 versus right now. It's between 9 and 10 is when I usually get on because the kids are still up and getting home eating. Before, when I was in the car business, it'd be like, I'd leave about 9, get home a little after 10. I would grab food, come down, and like eat and play at the same time just to get my gaming in. So it'll probably be back to that schedule, honestly. Oh, do you have a long drive again to one of those metro areas? Yeah, down to Baltimore. It was the last place Uh, I was before I left the car business. Don't you remember what happened last time? How is this going to work out this time? (laughs) It'll be fine. The money, it's all about the money. We'll ask you that same question six months (laughs) to a year from now. (laughs) Yeah. It might change then. Who knows? But But I'll have to suck it up. (laughs) I'll have to suck it up. (laughs) Okay, this time you will, as opposed to the last 10 times. Gotcha. Okay, right. moving on. So, uh, <laughs> Des, <laughs> you're yes. probably in the same job, I'm assuming, that's not always so great. Any any movement there? That's <laughs> a job. Uh, <laughs> hey, you are a rock. You've stayed yeah. at that job instead of moving around like <laughs> Well, there's definitely one thing. I'm I'm a little skittish of like job hopping now because I have I've been so long in a particular job set um, that this particular job set can be incredibly finicky. And last time I didn't care about whether I had a job or not, I spent a year unemployed. So yeah, I'm I'm a little more careful these days. Mm, I hear you. I agree with Des on that. You have to remember. My car business experience was like 16, 17 years worth. Last year, I've done a bunch of random stuff, mortgage, U.S. lawns, basically, uh, with a franchisee. Now, mobile sales, like mobile sales, uh, cell phone sales. It really is. The money and like the industries like outside of what I'm used to are so weird. It's really like I've looked a lot of places and you know, even though places are hiring, it still seems like it's a pain in the rear end to like get in anywhere that pays decent. Yeah. So sometimes it's better to go with the devil, you know, than the devil you don't. Yeah. Good point. Or the, or the old saying, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's just a different shade of Brown. There you go. But that never stops sin from looking at the other grass. (laughs) Hey, Hey, I tried it. I cocked my leg on that grass a couple times and it wasn't for me. I'd rather cock my leg on the grass that I know. I haven't heard that term before. I know what you're saying, but cocked your leg on it? Yeah. Okay. He's, talking about take, he's talking about take, taking a whiz on grass. Yeah, basically. <laughs> with, the cock, with your cocky leg. <laughs> Mine doesn't come out of my leg, but anyways... Uh... <laughs> Welcome to Guardian Hub After Dark. Right. right. To answer Drafty's question, the OnlySins.com live streams. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll open a OnlyFans and we can have an OnlySins uh, content drop. Maybe only then will I uh, make money outside of the car business or not. I know we joke, but if you want some good money, 
I hear Gators I rich. Get those feet picks going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I can uh, discreetly snap a few of uh, my wife's feet after she gets a pedicure or something and start posting them. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, honey, how'd you pay off the mortgage? Well, you know all those feet pics that I took? Yeah. Did you know you have an OnlyFans account? <laughs> yes, Scoot. There's a special kind of energy tonight. I'm also trying to stall a little bit because I'm eating. Well, I don't need to stall anymore. Let's get right into this. We have an exciting show lined up where we are going to get right into our lore extravaganza winners. So I'm going to pass the time over to Des and we'll take it from there. Well, well. Um, so yeah, lore extravaganza, extravaganza, ooh, wow, that's a fantastic start to this entire thing. Anyway, <laughs> contest has ended, uh, as of technically midnight today, um, but anyhow, or as of recording anyway, um, and we had a lot of good entrance. So, do you happen to have any numbers of how many? Um, we had a total of 34 uh, question entrants. Nice. Yeah, which was very nice. Um, <laughs> the, pre- the predominant of them are between Mr. Monkey and Scoot. Um, they are smart. They are smart. <laughs> right. You, you told people. No one else was really listening. <laughs> I know, right? I kept telling them it's like a raffle. Best way to win a raffle is just buy a bulk of tickets. But anyhow, so since I do have a number set on these, I will legitimately be using a random number generator uh, from default uh, Google. You type a random number generator, this thing pops up. Um, so yeah, so minimum number is set to one, maximum number is set to 34. I have all of these questions aligned from one to 34 asked. In order. Don't ask me why I decided that. Seems fair. Um, So yeah, so everyone has, of course, an equal opportunity to win, except for those that asked a bunch of questions. Looking at you, Mr. Monkey and Scoot. And to a degree, Sophie. Sophie pops up. Nope, that was Facebook's that popped a few times. Anyway, so I'm going to tap this generate number. Mm, and we're gonna track and all right. Um and we're gonna track down which of these numbers it lands on. So I'm gonna tap generate number six. And that <laughs> our winner is one sweaty spooks. Sweaty spooks, congrats, man. Oh um, my gosh, exa- that's awesome. And it was actually hilariously, it was one of the questions I answered. Um the exact question that won was um, the question of Shayura and what caused her downfall, uh, which they said was one of the preliminary ones <laughs> very early. Um, but yes, Sweaty Spooks are a fantastical winner. Of, uh... Yeah, I was going to say a $25 Amazon gift card. Please reach out to us. I'll reach out to you also. I'll try to, I'll, I'll remember this and um, we'll get that into your hands. Good, sir. Yes. Uh, then came. Then comes the harder part. Um, our entrance of predictions. So we have quite a many of these. Um, 
Uh, we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, technically nine. But Moose kind of asked or did a couple predictions, and some of them kind of ended up sounding the same. But anyway, so these are subject, of course, to my own approval, um, which sucks. Let me tell you how much this sucks, right? Because we actually have a lot of really good predictions in this. Um, because there's, of course, the nightmare uh, of Laz, who just has a history of asking really good lore questions. Um, Kato, who, I mean, we talk lore often, same with Laz, so I don't I, I like these people's like looks on the lore, and Mr. Monkey having an excellent prediction. I freaking love it. Um... It is so hard. Um, but I'm going to have to say, just for like pure, kind of really thinking outside of the box on this, uh, I'm going to have to go with Scooped on this winner with the prediction that in Lightfall we see Zebu along with the fleet of War Moons uh, that took down Cabal. Um, at some point in the campaign, I could see our light getting suppressed and being limited to darkness subclasses. We could both confront and deal with Kallus and Zivu. The latter we, along with Savathun, try to convert to our side. I like that thinking. I, I, I don't 100% agree with it, but I like where your head's at. So, just for the pure outside-of-the-box. Yes. <laughs> for pure outside-of-the-box, definitely picking Scoot on that one. Um, Definite about like it was such a hard choice though. My God, yeah, I loved so many of these predictions. They were fantastic. Um, so yes, uh, much super, super appreciate. Um, all, everyone that's uh, involved in this. Sure, that sounds right. But yes, yeah. It, oh, so good. Scoot, you're also winning an Amazon gift card, and I'll reach out to you on that. If you don't hear from me, reach out to me. But um, oh yeah, and and we'll continue on with answering lore questions. We'll have other competitions in the future. Like Des said, I highly rec, I highly, um, I was going to use recommend, but I highly love everyone who was involved with this from uh-uh. from Patreon members that helped support this to, um. Des organizing this to all the lovely entries, of course. We love you guys for asking these questions and giving lore predictions. Indeed. And like I said, it was a great turnout. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was super, super fantastic. I, I was legitimately afraid when we announced it that our predictions would mainly come from Mr. Monkey, Cato, and Laz. Um, <laughs> well, so glad to see more people involved than just that. Yeah. And that's why I liked this idea too. I, I don't know what we'll do in the future with things. I like to mix things up, but I, I thought this was kind of fun having just a random one. And then another one where uh, you could pick and kind of gave us a little bit more of a variety of different categories. And, and uh, I even got in there and, uh, you know, not to <clears throat> enter the competition, but I even thought of a, you know, a lore thing myself and, and seeing people post in there, and so yeah, we really appreciate you all. And I see Scoots in the live chat, too, so he noticed that he uh, won. So that's yeah. everyone. Mr. Him. Wiener, GG Scoot, and Sweaty. Yeah, indeed, 
indeed fantastical. <clears throat> Contest to Eager Edge Sin in a King in a King's Fall. Yeah. That has already I happened. Not, <laughs> I, know, I, I know it's not meant to, but that sounds dirty. Um just like <laughs> We'll we'll put that up there with thunderclap and cheeks. Okay. But yes, um, fantastical, and again, we will definitely be choosing the or majority of these like uh, lore tie-ins. Um, it's potentially going to be a busier episode this week, I believe, because we do have a lot of rate talk to talk about. <laughs> because I also have to live vicariously through my co-hosts on this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but we will be getting to them. I will be organizing them in a way. Um, I, I am going to be looking into these questions and figuring out like some quick and simple ones to answer on air and then potentially choosing a few more to uh, open up into the lore channel itself to create some discussion there as well. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just super fun, like really talking and like thinking and like seeing people dissect the lore um, because a lot of it is kind of open to interpretation and vague. Most of it deliberately so. Um, so yeah, it, it creates these interesting spaces of how people think and perceive uh, things. Uh, what was it? Just earlier today. Who was it? That's that one. That's that one. Uh, cathode. I believe would be how to pronounce that. Uh, had some very interesting... Um, at least point of view and like uh, um, motive, like view on like why why there's ghosts and such. So, like I said, always love conversations and lore. Yeah, check out the channel again. <clears throat> check out our Discord. If anyone listening to this is not on our Discord, why not? There's no reason not to join. It's free. It's a cool message board that you can participate as much or as little as you'd like. You can just join and then lurk. We have lore channels, which exactly what we're talking about right now. We have uh -huh. Destiny channels that keep you up on the help articles from Destiny. We have our discussion channels. We have our raid infographic channels. I mean, there's so many more than this, but just, you know, things that are, you know, you want to hop in the, the new raid. Um, Look for groups, uh, ask for help, and then pull up some of the handy uh, graphics, which we'll discuss here in a, in a second. But uh, and uh, you can see uh, pictures of Rodimus posting uh, creepy uh, gifs in our uh, podcast live chat channel. So uh, why not join <laughs> and see all of the above? <laughs> all right. I believe this elephant ear plant that he's peering out from behind. Yeah, some big leads there. But yeah. Yeah. Join the chaos. Yeah, join the chaos. <laughs> it's interesting. So, yeah, let's let's get into talking about the return of the King's Fall raid, which 
you know, our last episode was recorded Thursday night and the raid came out the day after that. So we've had a good full week with it, but split between two resets. So I feel like it's been longer than a week. Um, but boy, we, we've had this come upon us and, uh, initial thoughts in, and then I'm definitely going to get into details on the encounters and some other interesting talking points, but just initial thoughts. How do you like it right now? If you had a soft rank it and all of the above. Soft rank. Yeah. Like, uh, don't worry about like, you just say like, Oh, number one or somewhere in the middle or at the end, you don't have to give it an exact number. Um, I would actually rate it up there. Uh, I mean, it was definitely a, a good raid. It's not wrath. Um, you know, as far as an overall experience, the encounters are as far as like what they've done since D1 to now, as far as like the overall reprised version of it, I think the mechanics did really well. Um, I mean, if you want to go ahead and talk about it, as far as jumping Not quite in, yet, just so you like it and you rank it up high. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Are you excited to, uh, let's put it this way too. How excited are you to continue to run it for the foreseeable future? Well, I'm definitely going to keep running it until I get um, the exotic. <laughs> Not mentioning any names. First week, Kato, who got it already. Yeah, that's about part for the course. We've had a few people. Yeah, congrats to Kato. Um, who else? Did Moose get it on first run? I feel like when we were running, uh, there's a few people that got it first or second run already. And what's more is that's always good odds because... Charlemagne bot is thinking this is a normal 5% drop rate from what they're seeing so far with the numbers, which is normal, you know, that Bungie's done that yeah. typically. So yeah, 5%, that's always congrats to the people that get it this quickly, this early on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think uh, somebody said it maybe was Gato that I used up all my RNG with collective obligation. <laughs> yeah, Can't wait, yeah, like three or four of them yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And was your first one on the first time too? No, no. It took me a, a, I think it was like the second or third week I got it. But like after that, I had gotten like Still. the other times were like really quick. Yeah. Same. Okay. Okay. Let's get into this. Let's first of all, you know, King's Falls back. And this is, I was thinking about this the other day. This is a really good time to be a free-to-play Destiny player. There are two free raids in the game. Oh. Last and King's Fall. You don't have to pay for anything. So, weapons in Destiny's history for nothing. Yes, and even though you know free player, you don't get the expansion or the seasonal content if you didn't pay for it. You still get quite a lot of stuff and two pretty big raids. I mean. I mean, you still get access to all the seasonal activities that we absolutely love to hard grind every year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There are some of the seasonal activities that are free, and then some of the other ones, like the missions, aren't. But yeah, I forget that, too. Yeah. Well, um, okay, King's Fall is back. And it is interesting, because it is old King's Fall that we love, but of course, you know, spruced up. The lighting, the shading. Uh, well, you know, one of the biggest things I noticed was it's more colorful, which is 
kind of sad because I kind of liked that grungy look, and it's mostly still the grungy dreadnought look. But wherever there's reds, there's a lot more brighter reds. And then Oryx also has some purple added to him at the end. And some people were making jokes. He looks like the, uh, a card. It was at Yu-Gi-Oh! Or there's some, I think Kato posted it, but um, there's some uh, card in some game that uh, has a, uh, you know, boss knight looking character or something with some purple in it. And they said, oh, that's in reference to Oryx. But uh, the other thing that I noticed is wherever there's walls and blight things, they are a lot more detailed and moving. So does Mimmer like, okay, so you go into totems and you have that wall that's up that you're needing to get to um, yeah. well, now like this much more moving looking, like creepy, one of those horror, almost like, you know, it's the normal taken wall, but it's just much more detailed and move moving looking. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, it just sounds like they've modified the color balancing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I I think I was fairly detail-oriented when looking around, but it is true that at least the perceived color palette of King's Fall... I mean, well, the color palette itself was just super bleh. Um, oh god, who was it? There was something... I don't know, but it used to be like a, a strategy in a certain type of movie that I remember hearing about where they would actually like desaturate colors almost wanted to say it was like DC movies for a while where they were like just utterly desaturated to give it a quote unquote real or dark feel essentially. Yeah. Um, which I mean, kind of worked with hive aesthetic, but like, it just sounds like at least until I pop in there and can see, uh, it sounds like they just kind of rebalanced it. Yeah. I mean, Budgie it's- has been detail oriented for years. So, yeah, and it's nothing super dramatic by any means, but like there's a few places where people are like, oh wow, like so like the last little <laughs> tube, not well, you know, little jumpy puzzle thing you go up until you get into the daughter's room. Um, you know, you have to jump up on those rocks and there's that center pillar area. That is way more red in there than before. Very like everyone always notices that's run Kingsfall and D1. They're like, why is that so red? in there so they definitely made that a lot brighter reds in there but um that's very noticeable and then some of the taken barriers and then orcs himself general still style looks exactly the same but with some purple added in now the first opening thing is pretty much the same but again they added some details and a slightly different mechanic but it's the same idea you just have to be more detailed for opening the doors that block yeah. off when you pick up the things. You have to shoot a little blight in the middle now other than anywhere on the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, I've I, I read up on some of the changes, I think up to Golgoroth. Gotcha. I think I read some somewhat familiar, at least with like, you know, day two you know, raid guides, yeah. which aren't super detail-oriented or entirely accurate. But I, I I do have at least an idea of like said certain changes and such, yeah, um, which already sound very interesting. <laughs> I, I would say everything's a positive change for for not doing anything too annoying. Um, oh, by the way, 
it's kind of nice on normal mode there's only one spot where there's champions and it's not a huge deal it's in the totems encounter occasionally a unstoppable ogre will come out in the middle so it's like yeah so it's like they're kind of not really like why did they only do that they might as well have done nothing really but uh on normal mode but no other encounter has any champions anywhere anyways so that yeah the opening area now it's interesting of course we tried to explore to see how far we could get they they closed off and they made it look good they didn't just put up barriers like in vaulted glass if you try to sparrow off to the sides they they closed up all the little holes that you could move to get to other zones so and it looked like they're meant to be there you have to remember like oh there was a hole here before you know to get to another zone so uh anyways that's all blocked off but um okay everything's pretty similar the ship's jumping puzzle kind of sad it seems easier now because there's a lot less ships debating and moving around it's a lot less trafficy in there if that makes sense oh, what i'm saying that is kind of oh, sad don't know why they did that because it, at least the best part of taking people through especially the second half is just the fact that there's at least like two or three ships that just have no bearing on anything yeah. <laughs> yes and in the second half when they're kind of crisscrossing back and forth you're getting close to yeah. the, the very end of course, you'll still see those because those are the ones that have to be there for legit, and you do, you just have to go higher and crisscross back and forth. But I don't know. Uh, again, maybe we'll see more on a harder mode. But so far, that is what it is. They still have the secret chest in the same area. Uh, oh. Right after ships up in that room. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was a good secret chest spot in that little yeah. nook. <laughs> That's all the same. And then we get to Totems. Totems, I don't spend a lot of time with all these, but Totems, they made enough of a change where it's good, but nothing super dramatic. Just basically to swap the buff, you have to pick up another um, aura in the middle. So the first person runs out, stands on the plates on each side. The second person, you can do this, but usually we only have one person run out now, so the second person and and then the other person who was already waiting in the middle stay in the middle and then a second person takes down a knight that spawns after the wizards up in the eaves and then and then another aura appears after the knight goes down and then you pick that up and then you uh, swap with the person on the plate yeah so that's about the same come back you have death singer's power you got to deposit it in the middle plate till it goes away well not physically deposit but just stand on it and then eventually um, unstoppables will come out from time to time. I know there's something that procs it. Uh, maybe it's how much Death Singers is getting deposited or whatever. But um, they don't come out super often. And there's usually at least two people in the middle at any given point. So uh, you can kind of brute force them, although you definitely want Unstoppable for that encounter to make it a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of, so Drafty was saying in the in the chat, um, still under level for this raid also. Yeah, I would say, but, you know, Drafty, if you could start getting up to, we helped Moose through, I believe, and it was about 1540 for him, and that was a little rough for him, but he held his own. Ideally, you want to be 71 or higher to make it super easy, but even if you're like in the 50s, 60s, we'll help you through it, man. You don't have to be super high to get into this raid. 
the ending encounter, it goes from 1560 to 1580. So, uh, you know, that's what I was saying. If you're 70, I, I noticed even for the end encounter, once you get to 71, uh, it just was dramatic because I was running my other characters and then uh, we were just checkpointing the other day and I can't believe we were doing that in week one. Okay. Sin, how, what do you think about the difficulty <laughs> of this raid compared to other raids? And I'll go back to the encounters more. Uh, you definitely have a lot more people. Kind of reminds me a little bit more of Crown of Sorrow. Probably not as difficult uh, with the fact that you have a lot of people doing jobs, especially in Oryx, because any one person can get torn and has to run and run up the pillars, right? So it's not like you can set somebody aside just to do ad clear. You have a lot of people doing roles. Uh, I think it's a little more difficult than some of the others, maybe a little bit more difficult than like a DSC or a Vogue even, um, but it's not awful by any stretch of the imagination. It's doable. Well, I 1000% disagree with it being more difficult than Vogue <laughs> and the numbers you seem to show so? that too. Yeah, so many more people were passing it uh, way quicker than when Vogue came out. And not just on day one, because I know that, uh, you know, that's a little hard to say because Friday versus Saturday coming out. But even our crew, we didn't get VOG clears until, I mean, we got it in the first week, but we were really pushing for getting it like by Monday, Tuesday, whatever. And think about how many people got day one clears and day two clears with King's Fall. And we were still having some slightly rough times on day one and day two for VOG. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's. You say uh, day one clears. I'm kind of bummed I had to skip out. It was 2 a.m. Uh, but Squid's crew, Cato, uh, we finished. I finished up at Oryx. We ran it a few times, but when that two o'clock time hit, they brought in, um, uh, what was it, Batman? Mm -hmm. And um, they ended up about an hour and a half past that. They finally got it. So about four o'clock my time. So I do agree that maybe day one might be a little bit might have been a little bit easier, but I still think there was a lot more mechanics to it than that probably in Vogue. Okay, but let me just say one other thing. But I, I still, I don't know. I, you know, because I'm always looking at how we're going to sherpa people and stuff. And in Vogue, so many things can go wrong at the end if people aren't shooting the oracles correctly, or you know, even the second to the last encounter, people are going through the portals and they're by themselves for a little bit. I just feel like there's so much recovery you can do in King's Fall, except for a totems encounter where yes, people are kind of doing their own things, but we're all close together and there's a lot of recovery. And I don't know. I just think I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but I do think this raid is easier than Vogue. Yeah. It's mostly longer and more of a DPS check. And I'll get to more of that in a second with the changes they made. And it's not too easy. I'm just saying it's easier in my opinion. Yeah, which I mean makes sense because especially with the changes that they made for Vogue, especially to Oracles, they made Oracles incredibly precise. Um, when they updated Vogue, because I don't remember their. I mean, Oracles used to appear in order, and you kill them as they appear rather than memorizing an order. So, yeah, yeah original Vogue was far was a little more handholdy than the revamped Vogue. Um, which I could definitely see is that even understanding adding mechanics to a mechanic heavy raid and modifying mechanics 
it definitely still seems though there is still more spirit of King's Fall in King's Fall. You know, it's like, it's like they didn't yeah. have to modify much. Yeah. Uh, but I will say at least, or <laughs> I was gonna say at least from what I read, it seems like they did f- kind of fix one of the old King's Falls problem, which was kind of just. Because, I mean, one of the biggest complaints, at least later in years, became, you know, King's Falls standing in a place and shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least the modification of mechanics makes it, uh, like I said, at least outside looking in, has it seems like it's uh, a little more flowy now. Yeah. Yep, and that's what I'm going to get exactly into with War Priest and Golgoroth. They're the big DPS checks, even more of so course. than... Oryx and 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 they did add DPS to Oryx, which is an excellent addition. But um, anyways, it makes it nice, especially with the lore and everything. Come on, War Priest, what was he second in command to Oryx or whatever? Um, uh, I mean, yeah, he was basically. I mean, he he was War Priest. He was the yeah. the first challenge to get to Oryx, and yeah. I mean, considering how few people <laughs> got past him, yeah, he's supposed to be a monster. Exactly. And now we're finally at that point where, you know, okay, so on day one, you had four, technically five chances um, if you do some things to do DPS. And that, and that was, it was definitely DPS check and even day two. But now we're, now we're getting down to kind of like that comfortable two to three phase before yeah. we have to worry about four phase and then wipe, you know, four phase and rage. But yeah. I like it. I mean, I like how we actually have to move around and use all three pillars as protection and and he's tanky and uh and to extend basically the main thing is um to extend the time it's not a person just randomly shooting ads and then swapping the aura it's there's knights that appear and someone has to run out kill a knight and get a new buff and then come back in and swap that way so a little more yeah. involved and you need those extensions. You you have to now. It's not like at the end of D1 on normal where we're just one phasing with some sleeper simulants and then he goes down. <laughs> yep. So it, it's good. Um, not much to say about that. Golgoroth, similar thing. The, the encounter is very similar, but uh, you definitely need to... It takes quite a while now to bring him down, and so you're constantly dropping all six bubbles up above when you're doing DPS and standing in the first one doing DPS for a while and people are getting the gaze standing in the second one people are getting the gaze doing DPS standing in the third all the way up through six and then rinse and repeat the whole DPS phase again so it's most likely going to be a two full longer DPS encounter thing uh, Golgoroth can get very messy It, I'd say it's oh, like yeah. the sloppiest in the encounters because of us having to like move so quickly all these little DPS bubbles are such yeah. short things and they added did they didn't have no they did but um they added the uh what do they call it the um you get the explosion thing and you got to run away from the team yeah yeah. 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 (laughs) um which i've got to say i'm just making uh because yeah one orbing on golgroth at least back in d1 was essential was definitely you know the syndrome of stand there and shoot and I was super sad actually after having run like multiple orb straps or at least just matadoring Golgoroth like actively. Like that could be a super fun and like an engaging encounter if done properly. It's just the way to do it was 
solo orb and not really worrying about matadoring and this, that, and the other. So I'm really happy to hear that uh, they found a way to bring more of the Golgoroth encounter forward. Yeah, definitely a plus there. Uh, and then the Dickwall jumping puzzle after that, it's in essence the same. The secret chest is in the same area. Oh, I'm sorry. And and also the, uh, what was it, before Golgoroth is the... Um, oh, the maze. Yeah. The maze. The labyrinth. And they, yeah, and they also have the secret chest there, which is, I know a lot of people would pass in D1, but it's well worth to get here now while we're looking for loot with a fifth plate yeah. to stand on. And we have, by the way, our cool raid infographics channels. One of the things posted in there, go figure, is a map to the maze to make our life a little bit easier until you memorize the locations. <laughs> yeah, and notice they added a place to stand to they did. Like, for the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's five now. <laughs> Including other things in there. There's there's uh, catalyst stuff too for later on. But yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, like I said, because uh, I peeked into the infographics and I noticed the first infographic of Labyrinth was the original, just with like a giant green mark for the new plate was. Yeah, that was funny. That was the one going around for a while, and then someone made a new one. So I'm like, I'm putting the cleaned up version in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it looks better now. All right, but yeah, Dickwell puzzle, chest in the same area. Um, there are, if you want to do it the legit way, there are four plates to stand on. Uh, you can't sword swipe up anymore. Swords don't work exactly the same way, but there are still shortcuts. Okay. If you want to take the shortcut, you just go up to the, so you don't have to do the plates. You go up to get the secret chest and then stay on the high platforms going out as far as they can get to the other side of the wall, jump way over and... We tested this. Warlock can make it easily. Titan, just do a, a, a slam at the end. What do you hell you call it? A shoulder, shoulder charge. Shoulder charge. Sorry. Hunters can also even make it without stompies. Stompies, it's easier if without stompies. You can barely, you'll clamber on this one little point that's like sticking out. It's really scary, but, uh, or you can put on stompies. <laughs> or you can, if it's that close, you can potentially sword swipe if you have ammo. Well, yeah. Because uh, it will carry you forward that little bit. Exactly. You just can't do the sword swipe up thing. Yeah. Like what we would do in T1. Yeah, I was curious. Like I said, with, with the slight changes a lot of mechanics have made, I, I was really wondering if that had survived. Uh, it sounds like not, so fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, okay. Daughters. Uh definitely better but we they are not a dps check anymore we have already very quickly within the first week found multiple ways to half phase them <laughs> quickly and easily and the easiest strat right now is just with galahorns and uh divinity kind of sad but it is what it is i was hoping that they would last a little bit longer where you would have to do a more legit thing where you pick the right one to slam and if you don't finish them all the way you got to go then to the next one and then that one gets mad and then you have to finish the last all the way at the end or else they wipe you you know what i mean the legit way yeah. how it used to be yeah but we're back to easy mode but the pluses are <laughs> the pluses are with the torn stuff this is in daughters and orcs they changed the whole torn thing in general and made it so much better where Everyone's going to be torn at some point, so get over it, okay? It's not, it doesn't start right away in Daughters, and you can't 
pick who's torn in Oryx. It starts yeah. a little bit in, and everyone's going to get torn at some point, and it's not even that hard. And what's more is the plot, the places that you're going to go are variable. It can go from any platform to any platform. So you could go from L1 to R2, and then you're just going diagonally up in the air. The, the platforms just show up as they need be, so you don't need to worry about it. You still just follow them, but you'll go from starting to ending, just variable. They just have the green plate light up as the first one, and then when people stand on it, the ending plate is wherever the orb is up in the sky on the other platform, and it can be anywhere. Oh. That's interesting. It's interesting, and but it's good because to do each encounter in both Daughters and Oryx, leading up to each thing, you have three people have to get torn. You have to collect three things. So at least leading up to DPS, um, it's it's fun because various random people are getting torn. The first person, second person, and then the third person actually, by then, it's collected enough so the third person actually gets the the thing to grab. The first two just run through it. The third one actually grabs it, then jumps down and does the slam like normal, and then you start the DPS encounter. Nice. And then same with Oryx. Uh, everything leading up to it don't really need to explain. I mean, bombs are similar, except we just stack up four, not 16. And then um, the third person who's torn grabs the thing, jumps down. By then, the uh, vessel of Oryx is just chilling in the middle. You slam him, you swap with him, you kill him. And then uh, people run in their bombs, run out, meet in the middle for safety. Oryx tries to explode everyone, but we're safe in the aura. And then we start DPS on him, which is way better <laughs> than uh, before. And uh, it's pretty typical now. I mean, there are strats to um, stack up more bombs and do certain things to one-phase it. But right now, it's pretty typical two-phase to three-phase uh, for Oryx. And then the final stand is a very interesting final stand where it looks like this is a huge health bar. It's like the a third of the DPS bar, but it's easy. It's easier than, <laughs> than the normal parts because they also give you two more last-minute ogres that pop up with... Uh, and so we have, during that final stand DPS, you can just extend it by one person running out to the first one, and then later on, one person running out to the second one. And it's always plenty enough time with six people, as long as at least one or two people have some heavier special. I mean, I guess if all six of us were hitting it with primary only, it'd be a little scary getting it done. But it's always seemed like it's been enough, plenty enough time to do final stand. Yeah, it sounds like normal damage. Yeah. Which is weird because I mean, but you know, just experience like it does sound better. Just it's weird to wrap my head around because I mean, for D one, the bombs were damage, so yeah. there was no way to shorten the encounter, which I guess was part of the part of my issues with final with Oryx, especially having revisited it, and it just felt like such a slog. But yeah, if there's actual ways to shorten it without just stacking bombs. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic, yeah. And so if you get <clears throat> less bombs, it just means you have less DPS time on Oryx. If you get more bombs, you have more DPS time. So uh kind of oh. interesting how it works like that. Or it's more DPS nice. or it's more DPS multiplier. I don't remember. I think it's more time too. Do you remember Sin? Um 
if the bombs is just DPS multiplier or time on doing DPS? I'm not sure. You're talking about how many you explode? Yeah. I don't know if it does it as a multiplier or as a time, honestly. Oh, yeah, you're no help. You're no help. Well, I feel I, like when we've only gotten two before, it's been less DPS time. It, so that's why I mentioned yeah, it I mean, that it, way. It definitely is less time overall. I mean, I just don't know what the time difference is. Well, I didn't ask that. I asked yeah. if it was time versus DPS multiplier. Anyways, doesn't matter. Right. Right. Okay. I got you. <laughs> One thing we okay. haven't tried with that is if multiple, if we, you know, the D1 strat where you do, you stack like four at a time. Yeah, that's kind of what I was mentioning. There is a strat. If you can do seven, then it's pretty easy to one phase, supposedly. Yeah, seven. That's funny. Um, okay, and I will, because I noticed Rodimus mentioned it in the chat, which reminds me of apparently there's debate now on the front yeah, and the back of Oryx. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely chimed in in the channel, but uh, I'm sorry, most of most of the people I ran with, front of the room was where Oryx appears, back of the room is where you enter the room. And it just, as far as I remember, now this is my memory, so it's not 100% reliable, but at least as far as I remember, that's just how it worked uh, with most of the groups I ran. The, um, the, the interesting thing is it doesn't even matter. I, I feel like people are making this debate as more of like a good-natured funny haha thing because we're just going <laughs> we're just doing we're just doing r1 r2 l1 l2 uh, yeah which yeah to be honest from the sounds of it from the changes depending there's a variable ending spot now sounds far more valuable now now yeah and i i'm trying to remember i think you're right i mean i would have done whatever i learned from you guys and burning and everyone and if i had to guess i would have said front for that also but I'm glad we're just doing, since it's variable and we're just doing it from spawn, as always, whenever you do R1s, R2s and all that, you always do it from spawn in reference from spawn. So it's, I don't know, at least the funny thing is I haven't seen, I haven't run with tons of different groups, but a few variations with people and uh, even even like the streamers and 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 hardcore people streams I was watching in our, in our communities and stuff, everyone just kind of settled on the R1, R2 L1, L2 yeah. pretty quickly. So I really think this these other discussions are more just like, eh, let's have the discussion anyways, even though we're not using it. <laughs> I know, right? But no, like, yeah, considering you say like the endpoint can be, like, for those that don't know, in D1, the orb to obtain from the, yeah, the end goal for the person torn was always like catacorner or diagonal from wherever Oryx started. And, I mean, it, it was just that way, so you didn't need a specific call-out for the endpoint or anything. It was just, you know, he was either going to be on the left or the right, he always started in the front, he went to the back, back to the front, either left or right. That's all we needed to know back then. So, yeah, I mean, but like I said, with it being more involved now, like the specific designations of the plates definitely make more sense. And if ever, and especially if people are torn random in Oryx, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely designate plates, not people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and the weapons are great. I'm very happy to have my Defiance of Yasmin back. The, the machine gun, of course, is heavy hitting, as, as I remember. Very nice. Haven't played with the other oh. ones too much yet. Um, 
it's uh the armor is sweet looking on the warlock just like i remember uh yeah i mean i'm here's the thing even though i think it's my my initial opinions and you know i was really worried and i still think yeah ask me several months down the road from now it's not probably going to be the number one i'm going to pick if people are just asking randomly to run but i can see this one holding a lot more interest for me medium term way more than Vog did and that's a good thing even though it's a little bit easier than Vog, it's going to be it's easy what i'm saying is it's easy enough to sherpa people but then everyone can still be involved and do stuff too so there's a lot of pluses there's a lot of things people are going to be wanting to go for in here touch of malice all the cool weapons and armor it's uh it's it feels like more of an experience raid than Vog too like just the, the whole exploration and how big all these arenas are and yeah. moving from place to place so uh all in all plus yeah we always kept saying we'd rather have wrath come back but i think of all the things that bungie could have messed up and and could have gotten wrong with changes and i think i they did a slightly better job than i was even hoping for and expecting so i give the raid yeah, sure. a high b plus a minus somewhere right around there i don't know exactly what and uh and uh it's it's a fun thing for now a B plus plus, yes, Rodimus. I, I think I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the the changes definitely sound like fantastic as someone that ran the Yeah. Holy crap out of King's Fall. Um <laughs> Kingsley and Burning can potentially uh attest. Um yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the things that they change just sound like very solid changes. And like I said, it uh, it brings a lot of interactivity, engagement, there we go, that's the word. Um, which, yeah, is what felt like what was missing from King's Ball, is just more engagement, rather than, hey, stand here, shoot this thing, and eventually it's going to die. <laughs> and oh, I want to give a shout out to my first clear team. Uh, just like I would always often shout out Burning Wing from D1. But my first clear team, it was on day two on Saturday, and it was Edifier, Yoda, Kato, RNG Gator, and Batman. So shout out to all y'all. And then later that night, we was, Sin obviously had work and stuff, and so he was busy. He had a valiant effort on day one, and then he got his first official clear. But I still count him as getting a day one clear, but... He got his first official clear that same night with us, so I know I was in Sin's yeah. first clear. First and um, the stats show. <laughs> it's interesting. It's my first week one badge on raid report. I, you know, I thought I've got week bog one. Week one? Apparently not. Hmm. So now, now that I know they're there, I'm going to be paying attention to them a little bit more. But I'm hoping for the day one. We'll get them next time. If there is a next time. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to uh, rating uh, with RNG. It was great to have, great to have in a, a initial crew and get that clear. I, I don't know how many hours we put in throughout the day. We took some extended breaks in between, and uh, but still, it was a lot of fun. We were just kind of chill, and it was really nice to do it on day two and not worry about contest mode as much. And shout out to all those that want to do day one. Nothing wrong with that, but I just didn't feel like it this time. All right, anything else you want to add about that sin or any other questions from Des? I think we kind of covered it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, 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 I'm questionless. Okay. 
consistently good. We'll, I'll definitely be playing a lot more of it over the coming weeks just for the exotic and just playing it. I mean, I already have nine clears, and three of those are checkpoints. We we just ran orcs over again because we were, uh, you know, looking to farm Touch of Malice, but still nine clears for a weekend shows you this raid has a different feel for it. And a lot of people are getting interested to jump back in the game and get clears with this. So I think it's a good thing all in all. Yeah. I've got, I'm right up there with you. Not quite nine, but I'm at seven. Yeah. Well, speaking of raid after the podcast, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But what do we need to talk about? If anything from the TWAB, Mr. Dez Raven. Um, TWAB is light. Um, I'm, I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm not even, I'm not gonna build it up. I'm not going to falsify information here. Um, TWAB is meh. Um, they do talk a lot, like, for those that are interested in stats and stuff, they do talk a lot about, um, the results of the loose skill-based matchmaking on control. And of course, the faux pas that happened with loose skill-based matchmaking on control. Um, Because apparently it was not active till seven at night on reset, I believe they mentioned. Um, But yeah, lots of stats on uh, on the results already for uh, the matchmaking. So that's cool. Um, Lots and lots of King's Fall stats. Um, they have an interview with the world's first team. Um, they're teaming up with someone else for a charity thing. I, I hate to sound like it's I'm downplaying that, but again, at the same time, Bungie works with so many charity causes and oh, like yeah. groups that it, it's the best thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like I said, not a lot about the TWAB. Um, I guess really the more interesting thing was the hot fix that went through. Um, yeah. Some good. Which apparently fixed arc resilience on um, or at least the PvE damage reduction for Titans and Warlocks. Yeah, apparently. I haven't tested, but they say it fixed it. It feels better. I'm running it right now in dares, and it definitely feels better. Okay. So you can go ball steep again and not worry as much then? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and they turned grenade launcher, heavy grenade launchers back on, which I was waiting for because <laughs> of that issue. They yes. said it's not doing that 250% extra damage or whatever it was doing. <laughs> yeah. Now it's now down to 25 or whatever the number they wanted it to have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, they also did some tweaking on uh, damage resistance tiers in PvP uh, used by Omnioculus and resistance of chains to make them not as strong. I guess that's the biggest part of like the hotfix, really. Because um, everything else just kind of sounds either like massive fixes, you know, like reworked mistakes. Um, an oddity where apparently season 18, season 18 seasonal machine gun and sidearm had two masterwork slots. <laughs> fun um yeah. but yeah just just a bunch of like fixes also it's already some king's fall fixes which i 
find uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, mainly on King's Ball carries, um, something to do with badges. But they fixed an issue where DPS for Golgoroth sometimes didn't end properly. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that might have been. Uh, now, I do know people were saying, but I don't think that was related to this, but um, the gazekeepers, you know, have one on each side, and during DPS, the other person can shoot his back if you hit the right spot and do DPS during the DPS phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been... Golgoth has, that... has always had, like, a magic... Uh, there's, there's just, like, a magic, like, pixel, essentially, where you gotcha. still tend to okay. hit him in the back. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, but that was like I said. It's not something I'm well versed in because, again, not many people ran it. But yeah, finding out stuff like that was like I'm just very glad the Golgoth encounter has come back a little more properly as design intended. Um, yeah, so yeah. I have a feeling Dado's happy too. <laughs> I only say that because that was one of his bigger gripes. Uh, at least back in the day, Dado. I guess as some kind of weird mark of honor would run Golgroth the appropriate way with multiple orbs or uh, using multiple balls um, and like proper matadoring and everything. But yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, cool. Excellent. I'm the highlight of the episode was definitely uh, the lore extravaganza so again shout out to um sweaty spooks and scoot for winning indeed indeed uh major shout out to them and again everyone that participated uh except it's a much better turnout than i was anticipating yeah it's good to see so many different names especially in the lore questions and uh, I mean, because I believe Moose was relatively new to our Discord uh, when he popped in for questions and stuff as well. So, yeah, always great to see engagement. For sure. And uh, I have a couple potential uh, guests lined up for um, being on the podcast. If anyone has any recommendations yourself for people you want to see on the show, let us know or hit them up yourself. Uh, and see if they'll be on the show. Oh, I do want to mention too, since it's kind of beginning of the month, thank you again to all our Patreon members. Let me pull up that channel right quick right here. We have, uh, we want to give shout outs to Cato, Red Grackle, Philip, or should I say Flublup, <laughs> All thumbs, Scoot, by the way, <laughs> Cloud, Yoda, and Mr. Monkey. Thank you, everyone, so much. We really appreciate it. We never expect anyone to join the patron, but if you want to, you definitely get some extra perks. Uh, you help community fund different things going on, and you will get your name shout out on the show. Unless Indeed. you don't want to, let us know, of course. You don't have to. <laughs> you can meet anonymous. Yeah. Hey, if you prefer to stay anonymous for the public, we will 100% respect those witches. Oh, definitely. I'm a big proponent of that. Yes. 
All right. Well, with that, live update, Sin. Anything you're doing in the sh- in the game before we start to close up <laughs> shop here? Could you say in the ship? Shit. In <laughs> the game. Uh, no, I, think just- to- <laughs> I think it was about to slip up and say show. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Currently doing nothing. No, I'm uh, just running dares. I'm leveling up some weapons and... Uh, working on some pattern stuff just uh, putts around and I have not gotten the catalyst for Forerunner yet so it's kind of like double duty there okay right on trying to get my enhanced firing line on this uh, LFR for the season well yeah don't need to worry about that now Des I do have a question though what okay so with more range because that's what the enhanced firing line is doing is adding more to the range Will we actually see benefits with that, or do you think it won't matter much? Minimal, right? Minimal. Yeah. Um, Hilariously, the best way to extend range is the rangefinder perk. Um, Because the rangefinder perk, even though it doesn't actually modify range at all, it modifies the zoom value of your optic. Um, Basically, the rangefinder, as far as like affecting the range itself is the same as like 20 or 30 to the range stat. So yeah. it's kind of massive. Um, and usually those enhanced perks give like a plus 10. So you're not super going to see a lot of range on it. And I, to be honest, I think it would be better served in like stability. But I'm not a dev, so, you know. I mean... Okay, so let's say we're doing a typical raid boss encounter type situation. We're hitting the numbers. Does having more range give you higher numbers, or you just get the numbers you get if you can hit it at in, all? In most DPS encounters, that your range, especially on something like a linear fusion rifle, like I said, you, your range stat actually isn't all that important. Yeah, that's what I figured. I just, well, enhanced triple tap will be nice in some situations. Uh, but definitely, yeah, just the normal triple tap firing line is the gold standard to so, you know, just the normal version of it for, you know, raid DPS type things. Yes. Yes, triple tap firing line. Um, I think a close second is rapid hit uh, because rapid hit criticals accelerates your reload, so it gets you in there faster. Um, that's usually... Of course, I don't even know if anything can roll rapid hit right now. I haven't looked super hard into the weapons because, you know, API restrictions. Um, so I'm, I'm not super familiar with these weapons yet. Um, but I will be diving into these weapons. And I will, like I said, I may not be doing the spreadsheet anymore, but I'm still going to be, like, consuming the knowledge of these weapons because, especially with King's Fall weapons, because I want to know, like, where this stuff is like landing as far as like D2 archetypes are concerned, like Smite of Moraine, um, stuff like that. And they t- touch Malice, even like, is it going to be that? Is it, is, is it a rapid fire scout rifle, basically? I mean, if so, it might, might be nice. Yeah. I'm telling you, what I'm really loving, just real quick here, is one of the new seasonal scout rifles, the uh, Tarnished Metal. And for multiple reasons, of course, you know, they, they made the smart decision of making these all arc. So it builds into these arc builds. Yeah. And I really like the um, 
Volt Shock perk. Reloading this weapon after defeating a target overcharges this weapon for a short period of time, causing it to jolt on its next hit. Nice. See, yeah. that's what I like is the perks that uh, feed into, like when it, uh, what was it, incandescent, I think, on the solar weapons? Um, where defeating a target spreads scorch. I freaking love that. And the recoil and stability on this is actually pretty tight. And I like how it's a, uh, it's especially nice with uh, putting on auto, full auto on this scout. Mm -hmm. It just seems to work beautifully. Uh, there's a couple parts in the raid where there's a lot of arc shields with Taken. So I just love using it in the raid. And it's very handy, even forget even a sniper. I'll use this on getting the uh, little um, Taken sniper guys up on the pillars, you know, that you have to shoot yeah. when you're in the daughter's encounter. I'll, I'll just use this. And oh. uh, it just locks on beautifully. Yeah, and um, 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 a PSA. Um, people should definitely consider running dares because uh, with this season they have at least updated the perk pool of the 30th anniversary weapons. Um, so something like the Battler can now roll with incandescent. Like they lost a couple of very useful perks on some of these weapons, but I think what they kept can still make them. Very well usable. But also, there's a new perk that works like Demolitionist, um, except for your melee. It's called Pugilist. Mm. So keep your eyes open for that. And there's one gun. I forget it, and I'm not going to waste time looking it up right now. But there's actually one gun that can roll in both or in separate slots, Pugilist and Demolitionist. So that might be a worthwhile. I think it's a sidearm. I think it might be the seasonal sidearm, potentially. Yes, I think it is a sidearm. And and also, like you're probably just thinking this or saying this too, but Demolitionist works really well with the arc builds also. Yes, uh, because, well, yeah, because I think they have Wellspring that increases ability gains when you kill something, but Demolitionist just works better because it's focused, so it's you know, part of design philosophy um, to just work a little better. And Pugilist, I'm assuming, like, I haven't seen hard numbers because it's brand new, but I'm assuming it works as well as Demolitionist. And I think hitting a target with a melee or using your melee uh, gives you like a... It gives you something else. But whereas Demolitionist reloads, hitting with a melee like does something to help the gun fire better. But I can't remember right now. Because like I said, my memory, not reliable. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I this season from the raid to the seasonal weapons... Uh, and even I'm looking to start getting some even better stat roll armor. Uh, there's a lot more I'm chasing this season as far as goodies as opposed to last season for me personally. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. And, of course, the seasonal activity is up. So much fun. I can't wait for you to hop in it, Des, and I'm sure you've seen videos or whatever. But this pirate-themed stuff is so fun. Oh, and for your sure. fetch quests. The what? Your little fetch quests, little pirate hunts. No, I'm even talking about yeah, those are okay, but the, the just the main catch crash, the uh, six player activity. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can't wait yep. because again, grasp grasp of avarice, just like uh, feel wise, was so much fun. Um, just because they they didn't take it too seriously, it, it was just a fun thing, and that's it's like that, but in a season now. So yeah, so I can definitely see them like the rumor saying that they chose this just to lighten the mood and. It's definitely needed, 
because the past few seasons have been heavy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like drama filled. So we can nice definitely use a break. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that, we thank everyone who's in the live show and, uh, and it's always fun doing the podcast that way. And we'll, um, we'll keep this going as long as you guys are here. So I want to have some exciting yeah. news too, but, uh, Des, where can people find you? Good, sir. Uh, you can find me, of course, uh, on the Twitter at DES underscore Raven. No, I have not installed it as an app on my phone, um, but I did check it, and I responded to, like, I think a month late to Perotti tagging me on Twitter. Um, but hey, I responded. Um, and, of course, you can find me across the Discords. Uh, many, many Discords. Not all of them, but many of them. Then. Mr. Awesome. Ruffian. <laughs> the there Ruffian. They can find me raiding Zer's <laughs> treasure chests currently. Live update. Or on Twitter, sin underscore media. Or, of course, in the Discord. Next to you, two lovely gents. Kingsley, Kingslayer. Where can they find you? That's right. Whenever I keep hearing Kingsfall or Kingslayer, I'm like, wait, they're starting to say my name? Oh, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> It's very interesting when I start to hear King now. Anyways, you can find me as all the places as Kingsley Mac. I am now also Kingsley Mac on Twitter. Thanks. Ooh, time. <laughs> hey, I'm surprised it didn't even happen. I was still, I was still even when they said they were willing to let it happen, and it took a few weeks, as you know. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but it actually happened. So I am now. Kingsley Mac everywhere. Kind of sad, I guess, in a way for those that remembered me as MC Kingsley or even McKingsley. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, all good things can come to an end if you know how to bug Twitter and the other person <laughs> right. never used the account once. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad I was able to snag Kingsley Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find our show very easy. Just think of the Guardian Hub in your head at all throughout the day so that you know where to find us and you can find us on twitter as the guardian hub or if you want to find out any other information about the show how to subscribe to it join our discord join our clan all sorts of cool information go to our lovely website theguardianhub.com best hub on the net thank you sin thank you des thank you kingsley everyone for being in the live chat thank you kingsley and we will have a good one (laughs) Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Now the floodgates start. Stick around for After Dark. The Guardian Hub After Dark, brought to you by OnlySins.com. Or if you want to talk, raise your hand. Or sin, or some people just go, go in balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> right. All the time. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. All right, Kato. Get, get yes. How fast is the bar? Touch. Uh, 260. 260.
Yeah, yeah that's rapid fire. People. Yeah. Hello. Full auto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, of course, it was always full auto. Yeah. Live update. I'm going yeah. to download Carlist. Ooh. Apparently, nice. it's a good one. So that's what Helios was telling me. So I was like, okay, well, I got to get it. And then I was just doing a strike, and it's like, oh, this is how you get it. Doing actual <laughs> stuff. Nice. It just happens. Too difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I wonder how many do you think you ran? I mean, I know it's random somewhat, but I feel like it's not super common to drop. I, uh, I ran three last trade. week. And got nothing. I ran okay. two this week, and I got in the second one. So, yeah, not too much effort. Then your mic. Ruffian's feedback is worse right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your even, shit. My blue mic, I would switch over at this point, but my blue mic's not working. It's not picking up. So his blue mic's broken. His board that he plugs his sure mic in is broken. Yeah. You need to fix <laughs> something. So. Down. Let's get a $35 mic. I'll just uh, use the uh, one off the Logitech camera. There you go. God, no. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Does anybody else want in here? Anyway, what? Now then. Oh, well, the question is, is Drafty sleeping or not? Oh. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Scoot. Is, is Scoot invisible doing? is the second question. Can you actually see him and notice him? That's what I want to know. Usually. <laughs> yes. Scoot oh, is working. Uh, is he? Oh, I forgot about him. Working. Scoot is working. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I thought he was a third shifter. And he's picking out what he wants to buy on Amazon right now. Right? Hopefully, Scoot. Have have some ideas. I'll uh, a little bit later tonight. Hopefully, I'll get around to it. I'll get that sent right over to you. I'll send you DM in uh, Discord, and you can let me know what email to send it to. That was such a rough choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, a lot of good uh, good ones to pick from. A lot of good ones. Or Patreon is going to get a heads up on the next thing. What? Probably. You didn't know about this, is what you're saying? No. No, I knew about this one. Okay. You don't want your money being spent that way? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Only if he can win. <laughs> yes, I need a rigged system here. <laughs> it all goes into a big pot. Uh, with, with these, with, you know, pulling 50 out, uh, I'm, you know, all... With the, the patrons and everything, I think we were just a little bit over, like all the things I have to pay as far as like website and bots and nice. stuff like that. And building it up slowly. I don't mind taking money. Obviously, I was paying for all this anyways on my own. Uh, but now with doing $50 worth of gift cards, uh, I'm a little bit in the hole. Just for this, I'm not, you know, I'm doing fine money-wise, obviously, but I'm talking about the podcast hole if you just count that. <laughs> right. So. No, I think it's really cool. Yeah. So <clears throat> I could have found, so like our website, um, Wix is 15 a month and I hate paying that because I feel like websites, I just thinking about the days when, you know, internet was starting and you could find web hosting for like five or 10 a month and 15 still isn't horrible, but, and Wix is very beautiful for making websites. As you can see, you know, my wife did a great job on that, but I'm like, oh, do I really want to have a website that's always going to be at least 15 a month. But then I finally decided to go with it. They don't have an option. You pay more up front and get cheaper. 
They do. So that, that I can, yeah, that's the smart play too, uh, which I'll do. Um, I forget why I didn't do that this time, but, uh, we'll get, we'll get the money saved up again and get that going. But, uh, yeah, but I, I keep things light too. I'm not paying for like all these things. Like a lot of the bots are only like a couple of bucks here and there. And then, uh, the domain stuff, but, uh, oh, the podcast hosting itself is like, I think that's like 15 a month also. It all adds up. Yeah, it yeah. adds up, but yeah. So but hey, it's been a else. fun project. I mean, I can't believe we've been going this long and, uh, you know, we're, I'm an old tired of you. Three and a half. Three and a half what years, approximately. Yeah. More than what three. Amazing. We're a, we're a few months ahead of GDC, and even there, they've been three for our. Remember, our anniversary is like in February, March, April, right around there, Sen. Yeah. So we're getting close to three and a half, I think. I can look it up. I think it was about February. Yeah. I should know. Somehow, you mad lads <laughs> wanted me as your first guest. They clearly won. Thinking, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> right? This was. It's like, hey, Mind we're you. starting a podcast. We want you it's to be the like first guest. Like, it's not like uh... I know who else should have been the first. I don't know. It's not like I have it. Well, actually, it should have been me. I am so interesting. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Mo. <laughs> nah, I know. Mo. Send on fixes. Mike, you might have a did. shot, Mo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not wrong. You'd be I all right. All the live updates. <laughs> Use that Patreon power and get a new host. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 you can get all out or dado. <laughs>